Priya and welcome to Stutter Conversation, the podcast. This is a safe space where we will talk all things stuttering and communication. This is part two of my conversation with Mackenzie from Talking Town Books. So I hope you enjoy it. I also want to ask what is something that you wish children who stutter know? And then I'm also going to ask you what you wish um, parents, what we want parents to yeah. know as well. Yeah. Um, you know, that is such a awesome huge question and I think maybe that for kiddos who stutter and probably parents I think maybe the first thing I would want them to know is you're going to be okay that same advice that I was given um and that it's again it's not only okay that you stutter it's amazing and it is something so special and so unique to you um And that no matter what's happening right now, you will find your way, you will find your people, and there are people. There is a huge community of people out there. Um, You know, I think just with growing up, what we know can happen with kiddos who stutter, I think that's probably the thing that I would want to impress upon a child the most is just that you're not by yourself, you're going to be okay your people are out there and this is you're gonna discover someday some way that this is amazing that's yeah just yeah <laughs> I don't know what to say that that was so good <laughs> <laughs> I was um, just thinking what would I say to Vaughn right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but it is true because stuttering can be a very isolating experience um and even growing up um and i think also communication is so important as well so that even if there are challenges in a person's communication or only stuttering that it can be isolating um but to yeah just i think just knowing that there is a huge community like it's a massive it's so big and so inviting and welcoming that that's gonna that's gonna be enough to lift you up yes yes i love that (laughs) um And for parents, I still feel so new to like the world of being the parent of a kiddo who stutters. But I really think that first email that I got said so much. And I don't know that it was so much advice, but it was just that message of like, they will be okay and you will be okay. I just can't stress that enough and that it it can turn into something positive And it is something positive as long as you let it be um, and get involved. Um, I think, you know, especially if you grew up and, you know, you're my age, I think I grew up and I think I never heard somebody stutter in school until I was in graduate school. And that, you know, that's not true statistically. So it's like people are just hiding that, you know, and so to just kind of know as a parent of a kiddo who stutters, like you have the power to help your child not be one of the people that feel like they have to hide it. Um, we have the opportunity to help kids really learn that this is okay. And not only our own kids, but their friends, like we talked about that ripple effect. Um, so to just know you'll be okay. This is a huge opportunity to grow with your child and to really thrive with them in a way that maybe wasn't expected um but it can still be awesome yeah that's actually true and I think um and I know even growing up for me as well having like 
when you're even watching TV and you don't see anyone who stutters and if you do, it's like made into a huge thing or he's, she's just shy or they're just nervous or they're just stressed and like, yeah, like you said, that's not even, that's not the case at all. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's important that like education still keeps happening, whether it even be in like, it can even start, yeah, in like the house and you're just educating as well. Um, and then it will grow. And as the child grows, they're going to grow up to be so much more open and more confident in their speech. And that's, that's the whole, I guess, point at the end. Um, yes, exactly. And I think as a parent, it, you know, I guess the last thing I would say is just, however you feel comfortable and whenever you feel ready immersing yourself in that community like we Mm. talked about earlier too because I think just knowing it can take you from a place of maybe like overwhelm to feeling like wow you know this is an incredible community Mm -hmm. like and you get to be a part of it and your child gets to be a part of it you know if they want to and I hope they do (laughs) (laughs) um you know so yeah just yeah Mm-mm. and I know <laughs> we also talked about um if there's any plans for a second book um but I know you said wanting to do a whole series so do you, yeah. do you have like more like what um I don't know how to phrase it <laughs> I guess we'll just start off do you have any plans for a second book and then we can keep going <laughs> yeah yeah no so um the plan for the second book right now so I have two kind of up in the air so it'll definitely be one of the characters that you meet in Daniel's book and right now we're kind of trying to decide I say we it's like my husband and I (laughs) Um, but we're trying to decide if it will be Perry Um, so the um, character in the book that has the speech generating device or if it will be Mary the mixer So we're trying to decide which direction we're going to go. So stay tuned. It will be one of those two. Um, And we're hoping within the next like nine months to a year. Oh, that that, that's so exciting. (laughs) I know. It's so exciting. I so great. (laughs) Thank you. I I keep saying I don't know how anything could top Daniel just Mm. because like I said, he's obviously going to be like the nearest and dearest Mm -hmm. to our hearts. Mm. Um, but I do think it's, you know, as equally important of a message for any kiddo out there that has a different speech need, you know, yeah. they also yeah. need to be represented. And I'm excited to kind of see where each story takes us. Yeah, um, yeah. And and you're going to be part of such an amazing movement as well, which is so, yeah. that's so interesting to see. And it's so important that that does continue to happen. So <laughs> yeah. thank you. <laughs> um now this is kind of a bit more of your therapy related and I guess more of the speech aspect of it so um you work with children from the ages of zero to five so I'm interested to see how that therapy would look like and how do you I guess change it from the different ages yeah so that is a super good question um so my you know a lot of people and you're you have a different perspective because your sister's an SLP um but a lot of people don't fully know like 
the entire scope of what SLPs do. And I mean, that could be like a whole podcast series on its own. Um, But we, you know, beyond like what you think of with like speech and language, we work with feeding, we work with voice. I mean, there's so many kind of different aspects. And these are all different specialties, like you could spend your entire career in just one of these specialties. Um, So I made a very conscious decision when I left the school system and I left day treatment programs and I left the healthcare setting that I really wanted to be just birth to five. Um, and so rather than specializing in one area, I would consider myself a generalist, but just within those five years of life. Um, and that was a very intentional decision because it's when the parents are most heavily involved. And I love, love, love working with families. Um, I feel like what I do is really coaching the family to do that when I'm not there. So whatever that is. Um, and so what it looks like from birth to five, um, a lot of my kiddos, you know, in the infancy range, I see for things like feeding, um, they might have a cleft palate or a cleft lip, um, or their tube feet, their tube fed in some way, um, or we're working on like bottle aversion. Um, I also do lactation. So we might be doing breastfeeding sessions. So that's kind of like a whole area that speechies do that not a lot of people really get. Like they're like, wait, you're you're a speech pathologist. Why are you doing feeding? Um, but that's actually a huge part of my job. Um, and I guess one area I would consider myself sort of specialized in. Um, and then as they get older, sometimes I continue. It's like, you know, they're aversive, they're aversive to solids when they start eating solid foods, um, or they're considered, and I'm putting air quotes, they're considered picky eaters. So we're working on things like that. Um, and then kind of as they get into like the nine month through like two years, sometimes it's those kind of kiddos that aren't making sounds yet, or they don't have, um, the expressive language they should. And then the older end tends to be more of that, like air quotes, picky eaters, And then articulation. So just really speech sound disorders or motor speech disorders. Um, But yeah, so there's a really cool mix in there. But again, it's like the primary thing that ties it all together from birth to five is that it's really that's the period in life when you're the most connected to the families. Um, It's not to say that like goes away when the kid turns five, but once you kind of enter public school, therapy takes a different kind of focus. Um, And I really love connecting with families. So I was like, when we, when I go out on my own, the five is the cutoff. (laughs) Yeah. I think being like speech pathologist is so under like, oh. Oopsies, that's my sister actually messaging me. <laughs> oh, <that's okay. laughs> um, yeah, I think it's very under like people, yeah, people don't even know what a speechologist I think they always think that it's either like stuttering or people with lisps um, as well. I know when my sister always says she's she's a speech pathologist, people are always like, oh, so like, so is it just stuttering? And she's like, no, it is swallowing and we do all of this. And yeah, yes. so it's it's such a broad um spectrum I guess you could kind of call it (laughs) yes it really is it's amazing that you Mm. could have 18 different career paths within one (laughs) it's amazing and the whole lifespan um we're definitely never bored (laughs) (laughs) um and 
the other question would be how is having a child that stutters how has that impacted your speech practice or your speech therapy approach as well you have such good questions (laughs) um so i would say even before um we know we realized that vaughn was stuttering i would say even just becoming a parent changed not necessarily the therapy itself but it changed sort of my whole view of like families in general um it absolutely impacted me as a therapist in that way just my level of compassion skyrocketed for every family my level of empathy for this is where Vaughn stuttering comes in just that empathy for knowing like yeah you're here because something didn't go as you expected it to you know what I mean so that level of just kind of understanding and um, being gentle with what you're telling them in a different way um, you know it really we Mark and I actually really struggled to start a family Um, we went through lots of infertility and whatnot. And so to be on the other side of that as parents, like I know that feeling of gratitude to even have children. And then when you've gone through all of that, and then you're seeing an SLP because you know, you're worried about something. It's just this added layer of you really want to address this in such a respectful, gentle way. Um, so it's definitely changed And I think I always had that in me, but just a new level for sure. Oh, that yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, I'm not, I don't know what that would feel like, but I guess it it does, um, yeah, maybe change the way that you maybe approach different situations as well. And having, like knowing that experience firsthand as well um, would, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's of course changed how I work with the families of kiddos mm-hmm. who stutter Yeah, um, in a major way. I think just, and again, I always had that level of compassion mm-hmm. and um, education behind everything, yeah. you know, before we even talk to the child themselves. But I think mm-hmm. just almost the counseling approach beforehand mm-hmm. has just changed. It's just more deep now I think um and I think families appreciate that I can come from the perspective of like we're right here with you yeah Um, Yeah. and I love that I love being able to be that with somebody um so I think that that in itself has been such a such an eye-opening experience and I hope one day like I can talk to Vaughn about that and be like this is this is everything you have done for us in some way you know so it's really kind of cool yeah and I guess you can also then like you said relate to the parents as well and that would make them feel more at ease to know that you're both on the same or similar journey as well and so you're both going to kind of do the therapy together in a way um and it would kind of I guess break the ice a bit and yeah make it a bit more comfortable because yeah I think stuttering can be a a challenging experience for some parents as well um and the yeah like again the lack of education as well would probably contribute to it so I think it's important that yeah it continues to um keep occurring as well yes I totally agree (laughs) um and for the last question I also want to ask if you have any advice for speech pathologists working with children who stutter from your unique experience. Yes. Um again that is 
such a good question. Um, I think, you know, if you're really new, like if, if, and I maybe new is the wrong word, but if you're new to treating kiddos who stutter and working with them and their families, um, I think the first thing I would say just as sort of getting your feet under you is no matter where you're at, immerse yourself in the community. Um, so really, if this is an area where you really want to commit to helping and not hurting, because we know now, like we, you know, we know we can hurt as SLPs if we're not handling this how we should be. So just really immersing yourself in the community and hearing, really listening to the stories of people who stutter, what, you know, what their journeys have been like, both with the impact of an SLP and without, um, and what has caused, if they did work with an SLP, what caused that to be a positive experience and what maybe did the opposite? Um, I would say that would be like my number one, just immerse yourself in the community. And then if you can, even at a local level, um, go to an NSA chapter meeting that's near you, um, attend a conference virtually or in person even better if you can. Um, and then when it comes down to the nitty gritty of working with the kiddos and their families, I would just say, please involve their family. And I know this is like the birth to five person in me, but just especially with stuttering, it's so important, um, to really, the family should be almost at the forefront because for all of the reasons we talked about, home needs to be that safe, positive space. And we can help foster that by involving them. Um, I feel like I'm definitely missing so much, but those are the things that sort of come to mind, of, you know, the biggies. Yeah. No, but I love, I think it is important as well. Okay, so now is the time for my favorite part, I think. Oh <laughs> Where boy. we get to play a game. <laughs> I'm nervous. No, don't be nervous, it's okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, this is a new game for the podcast. I'm going to shout out to my sister who gave me this idea to do this. Oh my gosh. Um, so this is, I'm not sure if you played this actually in therapy I think this might be like also like a therapy a therapy game as well but um I thought we would play five second rule as well but okay. we're gonna make it 10 seconds <laughs> I think five okay. seconds is too, too small <laughs> um I'm also gonna factor in if I have any stutters or anything like that so <laughs> okay um I'm not sure if you've played this before but no okay <laughs> no um so yeah I'm not sure if you've played oh my sister <laughs> <laughs> she's like how did it go I'm like it's not done yet yeah <laughs> uh, too good awesome. <laughs> um, she sounds so great <laughs> she, she was helping me with my questions yesterday because she was going or like going to her friend's place so a lot of these questions like I had to do credit to her as well <laughs> oh you guys did an awesome job seriously <laughs> those were amazing my email is also dinging so I no, apologize <laughs> Um, okay, so basically I'll ask you a question. So it could be um, name three things that start with a letter B. Um, and then you'll have 10 seconds to say the three things which answer the question. And then I guess oh, whoever boy. wins the most points at the end will win. Um, I'm not sure if you want to look up some questions on your end, maybe if you want to ask me. But, oh, um, yeah. You can do that as well. Would I just type in like random questions? <laughs> um, you could look up five second rule questions and I think some would come up. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited right now. <laughs> I like I love doing the games at the end. They're so much fun. 
I somehow always end up losing, but that's okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm just worried I'm going to think of something like inappropriate and it's just going <laughs> to blurt out of my mouth, but I'm going to try really hard. Not to. Okay. Yeah, no, it's okay. I've definitely had my moments as well with this game, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. I think I have a little list. Okay. Um, do you want me to ask you first or do you want to go first? Um, you can go first. Okay. <laughs> um okay so maybe i'll do a timer on my phone actually okay you ready yes (laughs) all right so let's do um okay name three animals that start with the letter b bear (laughs) (laughs) i want to say like bark but that's what the animal does (laughs) um yeah, no. Beaver. <laughs> yeah, Did yeah. The timer go off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh no, God. that was good. That was a good. It was a good test round. Uh, yeah, we'll call that a test round. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty weak. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Do you want to go? Do you want to go next? Or you okay. Next? Let's see if this doesn't end well. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. I'll put the time. Thank you. Okay. Three apps you use on your phone. Ooh, um, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Oh, you rock at this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, uh, what do you, what is it, like, Gen Z or something? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know. Mine are definitely not, like, letter or... I guess I could edit them to be more like, like the kind that you gave, but no, these okay. are cute too. <laughs> um, okay, I've got one for you. Okay, name three celebrities. Ooh, okay, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio, Emily Blunt. Oh, I love it. And two <laughs> seconds to spare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, love all of them. <laughs> Yay. Um, but thank you so much, Mackenzie, for joining me today. Yeah. Um, and also, before we end off, I'd love to know if there's anything that you want people to know. Where can they find you as well? Yeah, no, totally. So the Instagram is at Talking Town Books. Mm-hmm. Um, the website is TalkingTownBooks.com. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can find the book there. You can find the free resource bundle. So you just mm-hmm. add the book to your cart and then you add that resource bundle as like a second um, ad and that's mm-hmm. totally free. Um, and there is worldwide shipping. If you need a tutorial on that, I saved it to my highlights just to make it a little <laughs> easier to figure out because so many people had trouble with it and I didn't blame yeah, them at yeah. all. So complicated. No. <laughs> so we got that all sorted out. Um, so yes, that's ready to go. Um, and yeah, just I hope you all stay tuned yeah. and that this was enjoyable to listen to my Definitely. very first podcast interview <laughs> oh, ever. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so sure you'll have you so said. many more coming. So, <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. No. Um, and I've also linked below the link to purchase Daniel the Digger, which I believe everyone should do. Um, oh. <laughs> and all of uh, Mackenzie's social media links will be at the bottom as well. So you can all follow Mackenzie, which, again, everyone should be doing. So, <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, thank you. 
No, but I thank you so much for coming on as well. And your your story is so inspiring, um, as well. So I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a good a good one to listen thank to. Thank you. Well. <laughs> It'll be amazing for Vaughn to listen back on all this yeah. someday. When he's old <laughs> enough to really, you know, it's so yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also, if you would like to support the page, you can follow Start a Conversation on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I recently started a mailing list, so you can check that out as well. Um, and please leave a review on podcasts as well. I just figured out you could do that. So <laughs> we can try and do that as well. That would be amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, and thank you again, Mackenzie. And I hope you have a fabulous week. <laughs> thank you. You too. Thank you, everyone.